this is Anna, a.k.a. Ace from League of Distortion. And this is Jim, a.k.a. Arrow, and you're listening to... Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. Maximum Terror. That's your target audience, baby! Phantasm. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Hi, this is Dr. Vincent West, medical doctor, uh, Phantasm Podcast, Godless Heathens, and I've got a very exciting interview today. We're going to be talking with um, the members of League of Distortion. Uh, they have an amazing record uh, that I was checking out recently. It's very, very cool. It comes out November 25th on Napalm, the amazing record label that that is. And uh, we're going to be speaking with Anna, uh, a.k.a. Ace, and then uh, Jim, a.k.a. Arrow, and we're going to be talking about this record with them. And guys, thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. I appreciate you. Thank you. Really appreciate this. Um, yeah, I was listening to this album. It's really, really cool. Um, and I guess we'll just kind of jump into the record. Um, what can you tell us about the... Uh, well, first of all, I guess for our listeners and for uh, the conception of the band, like how did that happen for you all to do this? Well, um, the idea of forming a new band with uh, friends, people I've known for years and with a strong message and statement, I've had that quite a long time. And it wasn't until 2020 when the whole COVID hit us and we were suddenly on our own. Concerts were being canceled. We didn't really have anything uh, to, to do what we used to do. Um, that's where I started sitting down and working on, on this idea and got together with Arrow and the rest of the band and we started working on song ideas and that's how it got rolling from there on. Fantastic. And then um, just real quick as well, uh, the, the writing process, were you all doing that as well during COVID? I know a lot of bands that I've spoke with that are dropping records, well really over the past like six months, was it something that was done during COVID or was it post-COVID or? Well, um, actually, um, Arrow and I got together in 2019 just to work on song ideas without without having a project in mind. So kind of, if we're talking about songwriting, it kind of started us where we noticed we really work well together also in the creative process. But this wasn't for League of Distortion yet. Uh, League of Distortion, we started... Um, Yes, we started during COVID. We got together with Hannes Braun, the producer of Kiss and Dynamite and Bandmate here. Um, and that's where we kind of got our team together. Also, um, Julian Broika and Christoph Fischerek from NSOK working as um, producers and t participating in the songwriting process. And yes, that was all during, during the one and a half years of COVID. Yeah, it seems like a lot of bands, uh, and I don't want to you know, dwell on this, I'm sure you're all sick of it as well, I know, I, I'm sure the bands I've had to speak with, all of them are tired of it, but it, it was, during COVID was a really good time for writing for some people, and for other people I've talked with, 
it was not. So, was was it something? Did you do you all just make the most of the time that you had to work on stuff? Whether it was, it was for this band or any band, I'm sure. Or in my case, absolutely no. Uh, I've done what I can do, but I know I wasn't like the same. Um, from my mind and everything as it was before so i had a really tough time and uh it was everything we, uh, i i created was really took a lot of energy and everything so i'm definitely not cannot say like i've done the best out of it or did the most definitely not but i got out uh with a a clearer mind uh, and not um, you know not burned out or anything so it was kind of a healthy way to do but definitely not not like I've put out 100% of what I could have done so <laughs> I remember us getting together for songwriting once where the lockdowns had been pretty pretty tough before and and I took them uh, where we took them pretty seriously and we got together to, to work on on songs and we actually just were sitting there and talking and, and drinking beer and it was like we we finally are able to be together again and just chat we we don't even have time and, and time and space in our, in our minds for songwriting yeah you because know? Uh, personal into for uh, personal uh, how do you say um, um meetings yeah. like meeting person and uh, meeting one in person was so over the top at this time that there was definitely no space for songwriting or anything so it was kind of a yeah wild wild time yeah well it's funny because like i said you get two answers and for most people it was either incredibly difficult during covid for people or they like wrote like four records <laughs> it's so weird like and yeah, it's, I, I say like something in between oh, okay <laughs> okay in between. like yes. there's no left or right <laughs> and then this this record's so great like did you all have stuff left over uh other than the 10 tracks or was it was there stuff where was it hard to put the the, the track listing together for the album we actually did have um, a couple of songs um, left over. Sure. Um, but it was like, yeah, it was these, and it was a little bit we risky to maybe only put 10 tracks on, on this record, but it just felt like the vibe of these 10 tracks are exactly what we want for our debut album. And there could have been a, a, an 11th one, which is good, but we wanted to put more work in that. And then it was like, but I don't know if this will really suit our first record. And then we kind of uh, talked about it together. And that's how we came up with only taking those 10 tracks and I think it's like the 10 fingers of, of my hand I, I really think every everyone is so important and so good and in, in this in the in the track list on the perfect spot and um, I wouldn't have won another another track adding added to it, it's funny because I was different beds I was speak with and I wanted to ask both of you this what your thoughts were on this when you drop an album like this um, like I said I think the record's great um, what are your all's thoughts on like following it up with like because I know some bands will follow stuff up with like a live thing or they'll go immediately into the next album but what I wanted to ask you what are either of your thoughts on uh, on releasing an EP like hey this record does really well and it's like well, we don't want to make people wait too long I know some people are really into doing that is that something that you all I just would be curious both of you as artists just what your thoughts are on, on an EP 
For me, like it was very, very important to me to have a real record with with real ten or twelve songs. Like not sure. just having having an EP because I really love the the whole atmosphere we put out in, in this record. And I mean, this is my first record with with original songs. I mean, we've we've released the record with Exit Eden, but these were pop songs, cover songs put into the metal style, which was wonderful too, but it was just not writing the songs ourselves. And um, this was one of the most important things to me, and I'm so happy that we were able to do this in, in metal music and um, with Napalm to, to have the opportunity to to release the whole record and not only like in the pop world single after single or sure. you know um for me this was very very important i got mixed feelings about that i'm totally into you um when when you say like the first album really should be like the traditional way kind of thing but i wouldn't i i could imagine doing eps in the future i mean that's how the whole business is absolutely running. yeah well, and that's that's what I was meaning. Like, like after this record, you know, maybe an EP instead of making people. Unless y'all have got stuff to go right into another, you know, a sophomore effort. I didn't know. I was just curious what your thoughts were because I I was talking with um, uh, oh goodness, uh, I was talking with uh, Tom from Sodom, and he was saying how much he loves EPs in between albums as opposed to doing live stuff and stuff like that, just because it holds the fans off. So, I just was curious what you thought about doing EPs, like, at some point, if you didn't have enough material to put out at full length, after the, after the debut, obviously. I think, maybe, yeah. We'll see what the future holds, but now we need to go on tour after the record, for sure, after the release. And hopefully there will be lots of festivals uh, next year in summer, and probably then there's... Uh, in, in autumn, uh, there will be uh, lots of space for creativity again, and it's we'll amazing. see where we go. So, I think it's it's possible doing EPs in the future. I think it does take the pressure out a little bit because, um, like, what I absolutely personally don't love is having a record and then loving the first four songs and the rest is kind of nothing that really appeals to me. So, I mean, if if that were the case, I think it's nicer if people just bring out their EP with four great songs or five than just kind of making it work and yeah. filling the album. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I think from a per musician perspective, just only doing like four or five songs uh, in studio and in a row and yeah. doing the videos, uh, the energy you got way more energy because if you do a whole album like 10 or 12 tracks yeah. you'll you're tired at the end and you're like oh thank god the album is finished <laughs> but I think thank Satan whoever uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I think after four or five songs you know you're still fresh in mind <laughs> and that's why I love the idea about EPs and stuff so you've got a fresh mind and you've got fresh ideas for video and when the whole thing is, is finished, you've still got like a half an album <laughs> to go. So I like that idea. Interesting, yeah. Very, very cool. Um, and then as far as the recording process, can you guys both talk about your experiences and just the whole process with that? Yeah, so um, I'll start with the with the vocal recordings. I mean, this was great because we were able to um, record piece by piece. 
uh, working with with Hannes Braun uh, from from Kiss and Dynamite, and being close to to, to him, also working uh, meeting up going to the studio from Julian Broika and, and Christoph Wiecerek, we, we split this up. We didn't like have um, one recording session where we recorded everything in, in three days or five or I don't know, but we were able to record it piece by piece. And I think that was that was special to me because we, we were able to see the, the songs grow and to to have them added, the instruments added, and to to just see how this how this this evolves. And I maybe this was because of COVID, because everyone was at home or nobody was on the road. I don't know, but I really appreciated that in this in this um, recording time. Absolutely, and it was a totally different time for sure doing an album during COVID. You know, everybody was working from home and stuff. So I think the next album will be much more in a more romantic bandish way, yeah. uh, as someone's expecting. You know, uh, but this time it was really like home office things, which I don't like personally. I'm I'm a romantic guy. I love being together with people in one room and getting real-life energies yeah. from each other. That's actually what I was going to ask. So normally in previous stuff with either band you guys were in before doing this, so just to kind of lead off what you just said, um, Arrow, is it more... So you would rather be in a traditional recording sense, like in a studio, Absolutely. in like a, a really nice like a studio, maybe tucked away somewhere, or maybe in the city or wherever, and then record that way? Yeah, I think when it comes to songwriting, I think when it comes to recording everything, it's way too complicated and not cost effective nowadays to get a band in a studio for weeks and record an album, right? Oh, that, although that would be pretty cool. I would love that idea, absolutely. But I also love the idea of uh, not putting all my private money into stuff. <laughs> sure, uh, sure. So, uh, so I think uh, when it comes to songwriting, I'm absolutely uh, uh, thinking the romantic idea would still f functioning. But I know when a whole band is in the studio working on the songs, it's that's really a tough thing to do because all these boys got their uh, idea and oh the drum need to do this and this and the bass like oh yeah that's a good and, and there is no way you have a. <laughs> really a good outcome on that day so i like when musicians are getting apart for studio recordings but for songwriting i definitely love the romantic idea of getting somewhere where it's nice so you don't even need a studio you just need a nice room with an acoustic guitar and yeah. and a laptop there you go fantastic um so and where, where are we going for the next album that okay <laughs> I mean, which place, which island, where, yeah, I, mean, oh, yeah. I don't know, like Bali or oh, going, yeah. Caribbean stuff. And then just being there for three weeks and writing the whole record. Writing two songs and doing holiday. <laughs> like that, too. <laughs> when I was a kid, and I can't remember if it was, it was either Screaming for Vengeance or Defenders of the Faith when Priest did that album. I'll never forget this as long as I live. In the liner notes, and I feel bad, I can't remember which record it was. It was one of the records. They recorded the whole thing in Nassau. And I just thought that was the coolest fucking thing in the world, that they were in like Nassau 
on Sony's dime, just blowing, or Columbia, what Sony Columbia, just burning through their money and doing God knows what and recording that that album. I thought that was very, it was very, even though I like lots of different types of music, that that to me was just like the coolest thing in the world that, and I, again, it's from the, the liner notes for one of those albums, I don't know which, and I remember just being like, wow, that would be really cool. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so... As far as the mixing and mastering, um, tell us or, or tell me about that. Like, is how did that go? Like, the product? Did y'all bring in? You all had a producer. Did y'all? Did y'all have say over the final mix, etc.? Yeah, we had. We actually had a producer team of three producers. Oh they wow! Split it up. Yeah, the way they um, they arranged it. Um, so we had Hannes Braun from Kiss and Dynamite sure. and Julian Broika. Um, and Christoph Vicharek. And um, I personally loved the idea of splitting this, having this split up by different producers because, of course, every producer has their own style and, of course, every band contributes to that style. But having producers with different approaches merging with this record, I think this is part of why League of Distortion's debut album is so special because you can't really hear one certain producing um sound it's just it's just very diverse and and very interesting and unique and um yeah that was i, I would i would i do it again i think that was great to have um more than one producer working with us it's fantastic i mean i love the way it sounds and then is did both of you have say in the final mix on that uh arrow did you all go in and just like yes this sounds great or no, I don't yeah, like sure. this. Or... Yeah, sure. Again, I, yeah. I, I uh, didn't throw a, how do you say, a red flag, uh, because there was no need to. But if I, uh, I had the, ch I would have had the chance to do so. Yeah, I remember. So I, was, I was like mixing coming in. I was like, this is fucking great. There's <laughs> nothing I would change. Like, <laughs> I remember us uh, having the conversation for uh, the bitter end with the with, with the modulation in the in the chorus but that was a song about songwriting and not about the mix yeah, yeah we were um we were really happy with the mixes and um yeah it, that was really hard to let go for me having the the master and really deciding on okay and this is how it's going to be now and um that was that was for me the the toughest part yeah I, i'm an old rock and roll fucked up guy like it's it's the eighth album like where i play kind of ooh, <laughs> <the> <laughs> and you get used to let the control uh, you know get to the professionals because I couldn't do better and I know they can so fair enough <laughs> do your job and if I like it all good and that's how it got in the end <laughs> well, it's got a it's got a hell of a mix to it I love it um, and let's talk about some of these tracks um was there some of the tracks you'd like to talk about? Some of the standout tracks on this. I mean, I love some of the the. I guess my favorite title, my my favorite song. I'm I'm not sure yet. I'm, I'm gonna have to listen to it again. I really like the record, but I love the the title. Do you really think I fucking care? I think that's great. Um, but was there some of the songs that you all wanted to like talk about that you thought were kind of highlights on the album or? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think starting with Wolf or Lamb is is 
like the, the really great song to introduce us to have like the mindset to have this distortion and this um, heavy way and approach and also have the soft approach um, to it. I think that's like um, also opening up to, of course, being there in the, on the metal on the metal side, but also opening up to maybe a, a poppier approach. I, I really, I really love that. Um, for me, I'm a bitch is also a song I like to talk about because that's one of the songs with with a very um, strong message, also in, in a feminist way, and also in um, yes, yeah, social um, so, social topic. And that's what we like to do with League of Distortion: talk about things that are important to us, and maybe some bands or people don't want to hear it or don't want to talk about it, but we. Um, That's what it's about for us. We want the people to think about our, our message and our standing, and we want, yeah, we want them to, to, to relate to that, and maybe to even rethink old, old um, ideas and um, ways they think. Oh, it's great. Talking about that, like another really important song is "Since." I think. Mm -hmm. um, how is it, is it called "Since"? Sin. Oh, no, oh, sin. Yeah. Just sin. Oh, I'm sorry. It's like the working title. We changed that a lot. Seeing working title with original is so difficult. Like every time I post something in Instagram, it's like, don't post it like it's on the set list. Think about how the whole song is written down. <laughs> so Sin is also playing uh, a really um, important song on the record. Um, and talking about guitarist things, I think My Revenge is the most... Mm, show off song when it comes to musician from the musician side I think like uh, there's always uh, roaring in the rehearsal room when it's called oh yeah, yeah now my revenge <laughs> my revenge and everybody gets let's bring it up that's true yeah and LOD is, is for me also um, very important it wasn't even our intention to have this uh, song with our band name um, to write this song, but it was that just came naturally, and it was like, hey, how cool would that be if we had a song would just be the initials of League of Distortions, L-O-D! And then I think that turned out really well. I can't um, wait to play that live at a festival or at our tour coming up. Yes, yeah, so there's a there's a bunch of special songs. Yeah, and it's working great live. L-O-D and uh, My Revenge as the final. I love it. Love the live set. Yeah, can't wait to go. Wow, that's fantastic. Absolutely. And then just as this is just, and forgive my ignorance on this for asking this, I'm just curious. Do you all? Is it just going to be League of Distortions? I'm assuming you all don't get into other bands. You've been's material on stage, or are you going to do stuff from you know other the other bands that you came from, or is that something? Because I was just curious because I didn't know. I know some wow. bands do that, some bands do not. It's like we're not doing that that's why we're doing this but I, I was just curious I think we never talked about that but uh, my my opinion would be pretty clear that it's that League of Distortion stands for itself and that we don't mix uh, songs on stage from, from the other projects we're in okay I rehearsed Painkiller for like the last couple of days oh but I think <laughs> <laughs> but I think you meant the song the bands were in uh, like not just I mean you're not you're not uh, you <laughs> Ah, okay. I got the I got the question wrong. Oh no, I didn't mean. Uh, I, 
Definitely, I, I definitely don't think you all are a cover band, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I've, we played Painkiller before, so I think yeah, that's cool. Hey, that's cool. No, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. No, makes me feel makes me feel old. I I saw the Painkiller tour with a band that no one had heard of called Pantera opening for them. No, well, I mean, that was their first tour. They had just signed with Atco Atlantic, and Pantera was on the bill. I didn't know who they were, and I remember going, this was like 90, and my uncle took me, I was like 15, and my uncle took me to the show. He was stationed out in California, and then I was a fan ever since, so that was, but no, Painkiller's always good. There's nothing wrong with playing a Painkiller if you feel like throwing Painkiller into your set list, but but no, I was going to ask you, so you've got this great tour coming up. We've got uh, Caliban and then uh, Resolve and then I can't pronounce that one band. I am so sorry. Anas Anaske Anaske. I'm probably fucking that up. Can y'all hear me for the tour? The tour you're doing, or did I lose you? Oh God, I lost you, didn't I? Can you guys hear me, or did I lose you? I lost you. Oh shit. I don't know what just happened. God damn this internet. I have no idea what just happened. I really don't know what just happened. Corey, if you can hear this, I'm in the middle of doing the League of Distortion. Uh, album thing for Napalm and I just lost connectivity with the band no idea what just happened and I'm running out of time too so I have no idea what just happened we, we lost you yeah because I've, I've got full bars here I don't know I don't my, my internet's a little spotty, but I don't think... I have no idea. I'm so sorry about that. Um, w- let's talk about this tour that you've got with uh, Caliban, Resolve, and then I cannot pronounce the... An- Anas- Anaske? Anaske? I'm probably saying that wrong. And it's okay. Uh, it's Ghost Kid, actually. It's, it's released already. It's today. It, it, it's since an hour. It's official. <laughs> wow! Uh, they just changed actually uh, the band, so you can say Ghost Kid. Ghost Kid, uh, and not and it's okay. That's okay. To pronounce. So you mean he doesn't even have to learn? After after I after I butchered their their title, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Um, yeah, t- tell me about this tour. So you guys are this is coming. This is this is very soon. You're about to do this tour. Yeah, it's it's starting two weeks from now. Uh, it's uh, uh, six shows all across uh, Germany, actually. Only German uh, dates uh, right now. Uh, with Caliban as headliner, Ghost Kid and Resolve. So four bands, um, six shows in nine days. And yeah, we can wait. We can wait. I mean, it's like uh, four or five days after releasing this album. Uh, and... Um, you know, there's there's also already a fan base which is like unbelievable. Like the first show we had in August, right, this summer, mm-hmm. um, there were people with uh, unofficial band merchandise for sure. Uh, 
being there with flags and everything. So it's it had a, a small impact, definitely. So I can't wait how it's really gonna be to be on, on tour official, you know, and having official merch with us and everything and get to know all these people uh, we haven't seen or just met over the internet. Absolutely, so, yeah. This is gonna be epic. It's incredible. Um, Let's see, this this album is really really cool. Um, it comes out November twenty fifth, which is very very soon, on Napalm Records. And um, I want to thank uh, Ace and Arrow for doing this. Jim and Anna, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Um, kids, thank you. It was a blast. Kids buy this album. It's really cool. Uh, go see them. They're touring. And then I have a question for you guys. Um, this is totally. But are you guys actually based in Germany? Yeah, yeah, we're we're based or I'm based in Stuttgart. Yeah, in Mannheim. Yeah. This so, is th this is a weird question, but my hero Tom Brady just played in your country. Um from the Buccaneers and I guess it was at the big one of the giant this soccer stadium looked amazing. I know nothing about soccer, I apologize, but it was this beautiful giant soccer stadium he played in. Did you know about what do you know what I'm talking about about him doing this? Yeah, absolutely because I'm not into soccer either so i know more about the nfl really uh, and i wanted to go there it was in munich in the Allianz arena buccaneers uh, versus seahawks right that's it yep absolutely and i wanted to go there man i'm a big fan of, of, of brady as well but I, I like the combination of gronk gronk and brady love these two i love gronk he's just like ah oh, so so funny and so a happy guy like i am you know um and i wanted to go there uh, and you could pre-assign for the tickets and the day it, uh, you could have bought the tickets I was in line the half million on the uh, so uh, on the, the waiting list place half a million like half a million people were before me so oh my I God. had no chance to get any ticket for that what the fuck yeah too bad so but I probably go to America to see them so Hey, you you come down to Tampa. I go to games all the time. So, oh nice. Yeah, I'm going to see him play the Saints here. They've got the bye week this weekend, then they play the Browns at Cleveland. I think they should win that, and then we should wipe the field with the Saints this year. It should be personal. Uh, I, it should be pretty good. I'm pretty excited about it on the fifth of December. I'm pretty excited about it. It's Monday Night Football. Awesome. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. I just wanted to ask you that because I I kept seeing that and I was just like, you know, that's. Really cool, and it was really cool. I didn't get to watch the game because I don't have NFL Network, but um, all my they sent me all these pictures of like the stadium and everything. But um, yeah, I live where I can actually. I live like thirty minutes from the stadium, so nice. Cool. Yeah, I'm coming back to you. Yeah, man. If you're ever over here, I'll I'll buy the tickets and the beer. You just come. We'll go watch Tom. Perfect. Awesome. So and if we ever make it to Florida, you can. We can. Uh, you can come to a show. I would love that. I would love to do this again sometime. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to do this. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm.